You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Monday edition. We've got huge news, Matt. There has been the first blockbuster trade of the 2021 offseason as we get a little bit closer to Super Bowl 55. Uh, This is going to be a fun few months, Matt. Uh, There's going to be a lot to cover starting with today's show and the news of Matthew Stafford going westward, Jared Goff heading to Detroit. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me, Matt Williamson, at Williamson NFL. We'll also be talking about Matt Williamson's running back dynasty rankings a little bit later in the show. Matt, we got to start with the blockbuster trade, though. Matthew Stafford to The Los Angeles Rams, the Rams send a third round pick this year along with Jared Goff and two future first rounders. They don't have a first rounder this year, so it's the 2022 and 2023 first round picks going along with Goff to Detroit. Matt Williamson, your thoughts? Well, it's exciting, first of all. I mean, I think it's step one. I keep bringing up Adam Schefter's tweet of 18 teams changing teams. Well, we just got two right off the bat. Boom, knock them out. And could that get the dominoes flow falling? I mean, could that get uh, Watson, Darnold, whoever else, I mean, on the move? So I think that's super exciting. I'm excited for the offseason. I think it's an interesting trade, though. Um, what side do you want to start with? Let's start with what it means for the Rams. First of all, I think we have to start with this. Okay, so the Rams paid a lot. Um, yeah. How much is an upgrade from, say, tier three Jared Goff to tier two Matthew Stafford? Or is it a bigger jump than than one tier of starting quarterback in the NFL? I think it's more like two tiers. Yeah. Like, if, if who would I want to play a game right now? I probably have six or seven quarterbacks over Stafford. I probably have 15 over Goff. So. Yeah, maybe the tiers are a little, you know, vague, but it's a big jump. It's it's two big two big steps forward in my opinion. Much more aggressive, opens up the offense a great deal. Um, I think he'll thrive in this system. I bet McVeigh's doing cartwheels to have someone not necessarily with Stafford's throwing ability because Goff can throw it, but his aggressive nature, his playmaking skills, when things McVay doesn't draw up, don't go exactly as planned, you know, that he can find reads down the field, handling pressure. I mean, like second, third, fourth read stuff. I mean, handling pressure much better. So I think it makes the Rams a dramatically better football team. And the reality is they don't lose anything in the deal for now. For now, right. So the only rule for this for the Rams is it has to work and they have to win a lot and then it's going to be okay. And look, they're used to doing business without first-round draft picks. They haven't had one since they drafted Goff in 2016. It's going to be seven straight years without a first-round pick unless they add one before 2023. And I've always talked about how... I want to go there first, if yeah, you don't mind. sure. Let's do it. That's mind-boggling, and it was mind-boggling to me, too, when it when it hit like, wow, they're going to go five years in a row. And that was a couple of years ago, and we talked about it over and over, like, <laughs> wow, they're going to go five years in a row without a first-round pick. That's insane. And I bet there's people out there going, they're going to go seven years, and what are they doing? They don't value first round picks as much as everybody else, obviously. I mean, they're 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 very dependent on their top guys. But one thing that goes underreported with this whole story is this football team often through you know um trading down 
as well as picking up comp picks throughout the process, letting some good guys go. They always are near the top of the league at how many picks they actually make. So I think the Rams believe drafting's hard. Even if we're good at it, we might hit 50%. We want to take a lot of bites at the apple. It doesn't have to be the biggest bite necessarily. And to back up what I'm saying, this is how many picks they've made in like the last eight drafts or so. 2020, they made nine selections. 2019, they made eight selections. Remember, you start with seven. 2018, 11 selections, eight in 2017, just six in 2016, but they also used a comp pick in that year or or a supplemental pick, nine picks in 2015, 11 picks in 2014. So it goes on and on, seven, 10, eight, uh, 11. You know, you just go every year, the last 10 years or so, they're getting well more than their their allotted seven picks. So you, you see what they're doing here. It's interesting. It's a stars and scrubs strategy, and I've talked about this before with Les Snead, and I love this because this is my fantasy football strategy. I don't know about team building, and we'll see it at some point if it does catch up, but you're right. The number of picks they had has been enough to keep depth at a higher level than you would expect for a team that's that's not drafting first-rounders for the last five years. Will it catch up with them? We'll find out. And after 2023, we'll have a, you know, a... Stafford in his late 30s and no first round picks for seven years. Will that finally catch up with the Los Angeles Rams? But as of now, they have a playoff team and they just got better. And you're right. It doesn't hurt them this year. They don't even they had to give up a third round pick this year, which is definitely not going to hurt them. So they're a better team today by by maybe a lot than they were yesterday. So let's talk Lions. Yes, the lot. I mean, I think a big thing I've been hearing when people just read the headlines or don't dig into this is. Oh my gosh, what's Deshaun Watson going to cost if if Stafford costs Goff two firsts and a third? Well, I very much believe what happened here, and I don't know this exactly in terms of the formula. I think you get Stafford for a first and a third. I think you give them Goff and a first to take Goff is basically <laughs> yes. the way that goes, mm-hmm. you know? And to your point about getting better now, Really what the Lions are getting in this equation isn't the Niners' first-round pick this year, Denver's first-round picks this year straight up. They're getting a quarterback that they must still have hope for, and we'll talk about that fit, I think, you know, wrap this thing up. But they're maybe getting the 32nd pick next year. I mean, they're going to get two late picks, and they have to wait for. I mean, so I don't love it for the Lions. I mean, this is a real long-term long play build in my opinion and i have to believe that none of the teams in the top 15 of the draft were willing to throw this year's first round in because to me that would be a more valuable deal if they could have gotten 12 from the 49ers or 15 from the patriots or uh nine straight up right nine from the broncos and and then not have to take golf i might just take that straight up for stafford versus what they actually got so it and maybe it helps them feel better about quote unquote winning the trade because say hey look we got jared Goff, we got a quarterback and we got two shiny first round picks but when you really think about what the value is of a 2023 first round pick versus a second round pick this year they didn't really get as much as it might seem now once it all plays out and they have the patience to get those picks and who knows maybe the rams something happened maybe maybe Stafford gets hurt and the Rams actually go in the tank and who knows, maybe it ends up being a top 10 pick next year. It's, it's very unlikely, but 
you still have to let this whole thing play out for Detroit to get the value after 2023 with the patience of waiting for those first round picks and see where they're actually selecting with those. And will it make them a lot better? I don't know, but um, it, it does. It did sound at first like a much bigger haul than it actually is when you peel back the layers. Right, right, exactly. I mean, you have to take on Goff's contract. I mean, that's that's the big kicker here. And I don't equate it quite to, okay, Houston, give us your second and Brock Osweiler if I'm the Browns and we'll give you nothing back. Because I think Goff's a starting quarterback where Osweiler was just total dead weight mm-hmm. and we'll get him off your cap for free. Yeah. So Goff might start in Detroit for the next five years and they build something around him and it goes well. So at least you're taking a risk on a guy that, I mean, may, I'm not saying, so he's not just total junk throwing an anchor in this deal, but he's super expensive. So I guess my my next question, I really like it for the Rams. I understand it for the Lions. Are you, if Trey Lance is sitting there, do you grab him if you're the Lions? That's the big question I have. Yeah, so you yeah. have Goff there. Goff's a, a fairly young quarterback still. Do you just, did you just take Goff because you wanted the first rounder and you could handle it and you can at least say hey we got a first round quarterback a former first rounder and we got a starting caliber quarterback back in the deal as well does it just does it not change anything for you do you draft a quarterback if they're there still in the first round or are you trying to trade back and collect more picks to get this rebuild going which would make a lot of sense for them at this point if they don't want to draft a quarterback there at number seven so I think it does open up a lot more possibilities on how they do this rebuild and we've seen how it's worked for the Jets and the Dolphins so far um, maybe that is the smart thing to just say, look, let's bow out of quarterback this year. We've got a young quarterback. Maybe we even earn the number one overall pick next year anyway and draft the number one guy instead of the two, three, four quarterback in this year's class. Let's add picks. Let's trade back and let's build this thing slowly because obviously uh, those the value of those picks in this trade for Stafford doesn't really kick in for another year or two. That's what I was leaning towards. The more I think about it is, Let's give Goff a year. I mean, he's the first overall pick not long ago. He's taking teams to Super Bowls. He can, I mean, he has obvious traits there. And we build around him. And if it doesn't go well, we're probably picking in the top five and probably are anyway, maybe number one, to your point. And if not, we have two first-round picks the next two years and we can move up and get our guy. So I, and maybe they've looked at this quarterback class, as many have, by the way, and looked at the non-Lawrence first-round picks and see more warts and more uncertainties that you're not going to get answered than maybe draftniks out there are telling us, too. You know, like, I mean, it's not the worst year in the world to say, I'll live with Goff, play it out a year, and know more about the quarterback I take next year. Or Goff actually is good, and I found something here. All right, we've got to move along here. Uh, there are some other points I want to make about this trade. We want to talk running backs as well. Matt Williamson's dynasty running back rankings coming up. You are unique, and so are your taxes. The tax code is one of the most convoluted things. It's hard to keep up with changes year to year. So being able to navigate your personal tax situation easily and quickly is paramount for a lot of people. And TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique tax situations, and answer your questions. And on top of that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you started investing and want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things right. Maybe you're now self-employed and need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live's tax experts can answer specific questions, walk you through the process, 
review your return before you file, or even do it all for you. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that you're uniquely you. Taxes are done correctly. Intuit TurboTax Live. File with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. I want to let you all know about a new show here on the network. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast with Peter Bukowski as the host. Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from all of our local experts here on the network. Uh, Not just football, the entire sports landscape. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. A couple of more quick notes before we get to running backs here, and I knew this was going to definitely go over one segment because this is such a huge deal. We'll probably be talking about it all week long and who knows, all offseason long. Um, Michael Silver of NFL.com spoke to Jared Goff after the trade. Goff's quote about it, I'm just excited to be somewhere that I know wants me and appreciates me. So, yeah, uh, I think Jared Goff, we played that quote from Les Snead on Friday's show, I think it was. Uh, Maybe it was Thursday. And, yeah, if you're Jared Goff, at least a team kind of wants you maybe even if they had to pay even if if the, the Rams had to pay extra for them to take them take that salary off your hands yeah I, I mean I would look at it that way if I were golf is this team's excited for me they have a new regime it's a fresh start for me hey they're gonna pay him a big check every week I mean they like him enough to do that by the way I mentioned how maybe Detroit would would have rather had the number 15 overall pick in this year's draft from the New England Patriots uh, from Tom Curran of NBC Sports. He said that Stafford told the Lions that he would like to be traded anywhere except New England. So you got to think wow. that that has something to do with Matt Patricia, maybe? Like, that's the only thing maybe. I could think. Why would you not yeah. want to go to play under Bill Belichick? I don't know. I think there's a growing sentiment that playing up there is no fun. I'm mean, like, when Brady left, I think that sent a message to the league that that's not a fun, enjoyable place to be. It certainly wasn't fun and enjoyable for anybody in Detroit of the last few years when uh, Bills, one of Bills' protégés was coaching down there, and Matt Patricia, who has been rehired as the defensive coordinator there with the, uh, with the New England Patriots. So maybe that's it, although there is some other places that seem like they're going in the right direction that are Bill Belichick disciples. But that, that, I thought that was interesting. I was surprised by that. I would have thought that would be one of the teams you would want to go to. Maybe just having Matt Patricia in the building is enough for him to say, yeah, I don't want to do that. I, I don't know. I, I just think that there's... Some some thought that, hey, I, I can handle the Patriot way if we're Super Bowl contenders every year. I don't know if I can live in that environment if we're a rebuilding team. One more quick note here. Aaron Donald, $27 million. Jalen Ramsey, $22.5 million cap number. Matthew Stafford, $20 million cap number. Cooper Cup, 14 plus. Robert Woods, almost 14. Andrew Whitworth, uh, $11 million. Then there's dead cap money for Jared Goff now and still dead cap money for Todd Gurley. Those players, $140 million worth of cap space. Wow. Uh, that, that's the hit on those players. Thinking, so stars and scrubs, there is a lot of rookie contracts. be like $180 million. Yeah, wow. exactly. So uh, yeah, wow. that, is, wow. that is insane. That's what's going on in Los Angeles after that trade. And it was already you know in that direction already for LA, not just because of this one trade, but because of the, a lot of the other moves they have pulled off. Um, and you mentioned what this does to the Houston Texans uh, asking price for Deshaun Watson, and it probably doesn't change it as much as it seemed at first. And John McClain, uh, who is the, the Texans lead beat writer there for the, the Houston Chronicle said that the Rams lion trade will not 
have anything to do with Watson trade if the Texans do it. They'll want two ones, two twos, two young defensive starters at the least. Watson, 25, under contract, great QB, team leader, beloved by fans, pillar of the community. Start with the Jets, John McClain says when it comes to uh, that trade. So two ones, two twos, two young defensive starters, which is somewhat similar to what he said last week when he was talking about a trade with the Jets and throwing in Quinn Williams and some other pieces like that. Two twos, two ones, and two defensive players. That's, I, I could see a team getting behind that. I could see a team pulling that that kind of a deal off if you don't have to go to the third first-round pick because obviously a first-round pick in 2021 where you know where the team's going to be selecting is a lot more valuable than a first-round pick in 2023. Yeah, right, and you get to use it now and start to build your team, obviously. Um, yeah, I think that's that's reasonable. But if you're taking the top five, I think you can eliminate one of those assets. You know what I mean? Like, right. The Jets first is a lot different than the Niners first. Obviously. And I don't know if he's getting that from Houston management or if that's just something that John McClain made up about what he thinks the value would be. Uh, it, it would have to be a young player who's just starting their rookie contract, too, because if you're a year from free agency, that doesn't really help all that much either. You'd much rather have a draft pick, in my opinion, if you're Houston. I agree. Yeah, you mentioned that last week. I thought it was a good point. Like uh, someone's in their third year, so is almost a little too old for that conversation. You ready to talk running backs? Yes. Okay. And how about this is a transition? I would say Stafford's dynasty dra- value just took a nice spike forward. That's yeah. for sure. Because he was on the outside of your top 10, right? And, and look, Barely. You, you talked earlier about how there's maybe six or seven quarterbacks you'd take in front of Stafford. That's today. That's not talking about uh, players that could leapfrog him in the coming years as he ages into his later 30s. Exactly. Exactly. And I still think you, you I mean, I, I bet the Rams are thinking we're going to get five years out of this guy. That's probably the thought, and he has been hit a lot, and he's been really tough, and uh, he, there's the famous play where he dislocated shoulder and then stayed in the game because the other team called a timeout and threw a touchdown pass, and uh, I mean, he's a really tough guy, and he hasn't missed as many games, even though he's been on about a quarter of his injury reports throughout the course of his career, and a lot more lately. We'll see if getting hit as much as he has in his career will catch up with Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's got a back injury, which is always something that's like, eh, a little Ooh. bit worrisome there. But um, he's been on the field a lot, and we'll see if that continues. Can he play as late as some of these other quarterbacks we're seeing have been able to? And the other thing is, and I don't know this to be true or not, but you got to want to. I mean, some people are like, not everyone wants to play until they're 48, you know? Dynasty running backs, Matt. Let's run through these. These are your top 10 dynasty running backs Heading into the 2021 season, there's a clear top three backs. It's the same top three backs as last year. Two of them coming off of pretty big injuries in Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Then you have Alvin Kamara, who came back and had a monster season this year. Uh, Those are the top three, I'm assuming, on your list. And how do you rank those guys? First off, I really have concerns about the, quote, best dynasty assets out there right now, which to me are these players. And if you had to start up, they would be the top couple picks. But I think I'd be in a big trade-down mode. I would be very open to offers if I currently own McCaffrey, Kamara, Barkley, because you could still get a lot for them. But they're quickly aging. Two of them just basically missed an entire season for you already. There's injury concerns. And I do rank them McCaffrey still, Kamara, then Barkley at three. But Kamara, too, I know he's a phenomenal player in his prime, but... A huge value to him is Drew Brees finding him on quick hitting routes and, you know, all the receiving stuff he does in Sean Payton's offense. Will that be there with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston or somebody else? I bet it diminishes. So I think all three of these guys are probably sells right now. 
And we saw Kamara fall off a cliff when Taysom Hill started some games yeah. right away, and including uh, Jared Cook, the tight end, is the same way. And Jameis Winston, you know, loves to hang in there and chuck it down the field. He's not a check down Charlie type of a, a quarterback. So it's not all of his value, but a nice little chunk of Alvin Kamara's value is that Drew Brees was his quarterback, which is not going to be the case anymore. That's a great point. Yeah, that worries me. And they might just be a really bad team, too. One McCaffrey, two Kamara, three Saquon Barkley. Do you have any reservations about what those players at one and three, McCaffrey and Barkley, might look like coming off of um, some big-time injuries that, that kept them out most of the year last year? Uh, we did see some blips out of McCaffrey this year, and he looked really good, so that was promising. I also, you mentioned, I really like the Panthers' usage and the offensive minds in charge there, and Teddy Bridgewater is going to throw it to McCaffrey 8 million times on checkdowns. So, and maybe Daniel Jones learns to do the same. So I'm not super worried, but it is a little odd that you have, you know, two of your top three in a position that didn't really play last year. Joe Brady is coming back, by the way, for yeah. one more year. Probably only one more year, though, in Carolina. So that's got to be beneficial to Christian McCaffrey and that entire offense. We'll see if Teddy B is still the quarterback in 2021 there. And next, Matt, let's get to four through 10 in your dynasty running back rankings next. You know where Built Bars really shine? Road trips. Built Bars are so good for that car ride. You don't want to pull over to the drive-thru, crush a burger and fries. A thousand calories. Have a Built Bar in the car. 130 calories in the salted caramel flavor. 17 grams of protein. Only 4 grams of sugar. And it's that protein, not only to give you energy, tides you over too. It's not that thing where you need to go running for a, a whole bunch more food later. You eat the snack and it tides you over. It does exactly what it should do. Oh, and it tastes amazing. It's covered in 100% actual, legit, real chocolate. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, even great for a keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That is BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next box of Built Bars. Not only Super Bowl odds at Bet Online, you can find Deshaun Watson odds. What team will he be going to? NFL Draft Futures, NBA Action, NHL Season is now underway, and a million props for Super Bowl 55. There is only one place that has you covered, and you can even get a little welcome bonus. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Not only NFL, there's table games. You like to play poker, blackjack, NCAA football futures for 2022 national champions. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code either. Locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I think most people wouldn't quibble with one, two, and three, and maybe they would have them in a different order, but I think there's a nice little tier here. Uh, and then there's some really good young running backs in the league. Um, there's a guy that I would think would be at number four for you who is not. I'm wondering if it's because tread on the tires. Why is Derrick Henry not uh, the next guy, either in that same group of the top with the top three in that tier or just the next guy at the top of the next tier? Why is he not number four for you? Yeah, it's interesting. He actually is six because I thought you were going to say that about Dalvin Cook, who 
I, I kind of want to lump those two together, and then they would get to four. Henry's a force of nature. I mean, just went over 2,000 yards, led the league in rushing two years in a row. Just doesn't catch the ball. I mean, 17 touchdowns this year. And I know he's not like everyone else, but eventually, father. I mean, defenses are starting to get the better of this guy, right? I mean, he's not going to do this for two more years, is he? I mean, if anybody can, it's him. But, wow, I just think his style of play does not scream longevity. And as much as I like Cook, he's about to be 26. We talked about that magic number of 27. He's had a lot of injuries. I mean, year to year, going back to Florida State, He's another one that I would be fielding offers for. It's amazing how young some of these backs are. They they feel like they've been in the league for four or five years, and they're still in their mid twenties. So, uh, yeah. how young some players come into the league these days? And uh, what McCaffrey is twenty four years old, um, still twenty five for Alvin Kamara. So very interesting there. Dalvin Cook still what is he twenty six years old? Is that what you said? He'll be twenty six at the right when right when they're out in the season. Opens. Okay, yeah. So still a young man as far as uh, we're concerned. But when it comes to running backs, get out a year too early rather than a year too late with some of these guys. So we talked about Cook being five, Henry six for your dynasty running back rankings. Well, who's better than them? Who's number four for you? Jonathan Taylor. I know you own him. Um, he really finished the season incredibly strong. I mean, he was the third leading rusher in the NFL this year. Like I, I, that took me, took me back when I read that the first time, like, wow, he finished the season strong, but wasn't he disappointing for 10 weeks? I guess not that disappointing. I wish I knew who his quarterback was, but I think no matter who it is at this point, he's going to be the foundation of the offense, good offensive line, and he'll catch the ball here and there. Is there another tier after the top six? So you have them McCaffrey, Kamara, Barkley, then there's Taylor Cook Henry, seven, eight, nine, ten. Who how big is the drop after Derrick Henry to number seven? And who's in your seven slot? Well, when I turned this in, I had Miles Sanders seven, Nick Chubb eight, and I'm gonna switch them just because I've been that that's been tearing me up before I finally hit the return to send the the, the document in. I'm gonna go with Chubb slightly over Sanders. Sanders is just a little riskier, but I think hiring someone from the Colts staff bodes extremely well for Sanders. Um, He's also an excellent receiver. One of the most talented guys on this list all around. They get all their offensive line back, and I don't know if the Eagles offense is going to be great, but I bet it's better than it was before. Chubbs is such a good player, you know, that I dinged him a little bit because Hunt's not going away and he doesn't really catch passes. But Chubb really isn't much different than Derrick Henry. I mean, if he's active on game day, he pretty much gives you 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, every week. And even Jonathan Taylor, I think that's a kind of a good comp, is yeah. is Nick Chubb. So you're you're just kind of hoping that Taylor is going to be Chubb, and you're giving him the bump because of his age there and, and being the, the foundation of that offense, and there's not as many uh, touches being stolen away from Taylor as there is from Nick Chubb. Where would Chubb land if Hunt wasn't there? Chubb versus Henry would be a conversation for me. He'd okay. go up a tier. Okay. I, mean, I think Chubb's a better runner than Henry, which yeah. is a mouthful. It's um, And that's one of the things I was a little bit worried about with Jonathan Taylor earlier in the season because we saw those bigger runs with Chubb because of the vision. I was thinking, man, does Jonathan Taylor just not have that vision? And then second half of the year... He kicked it in gear, started breaking off a lot more of those big runs, started to look a lot more like Chubb when you when you see this big, powerful guy running away from defenders. So uh, that was a very good sign for 
Jonathan Taylor and and Chubb's just a. I mean, yeah, you could just you can just bank on Chubb being really good when he's in the game. I think that's what oh, makes yeah. me feel good about having Chubb on my fantasy teams. Like, okay, I know he's going to ball out every week when he is healthy and on the field. And Stefanski and Chubb yes. are going to be you know perfect for each other, obviously. Absolutely. Okay, that means so we had uh, San- Miles Sanders seven, Nick Chubb eight. Uh, if you got lost there. And number nine is Cam Akers, another rookie from last year. How big of a difference do you see in Cam Akers from Jonathan Taylor, or is it the offense and the competition for touches that makes that big difference between four and nine? Well, this hadn't dawned on me, nor did I see it coming. But when I turned these in, we have to put nine and ten together now because I had Akers at nine, DeAndre Swift at ten. Oh, yeah. But Swift's quarterback, just they just traded quarterbacks. And I think that helps the Rams dramatically overall, helps Akers. I don't know that it, it helps Swift, but I'm not going to say it kills him either because I still think he's a, a really tantalizing player. Goff has a good history of throwing to back, so I'm not going to kill Swift for that move. I kind of assumed Stafford wouldn't be there and was worried he might be playing with a Trey Lance or somebody like that. So this could be better for Swift than uh, I had originally thought, but it's definitely better for Akers. Um, there are some guys that probably people are, are wondering why aren't they over Swift? Like I was torn between Swift and Aaron Jones, who's a free agent, JK Dobbins, who Ingram won't be back. And Edwards is a free agent. I mean, there's Mixon's not far off, you know, like there's some guys that aren't real far off this top 10 and I'm probably overlooking one or two of them off the top of my head, but when in doubt, give me the rookie, super talented, versatile running back and I think Akers who I expect to catch more passes going forward and Swift that I know is a very good receiver fit that bill I'm a little bit worried about just more mouths to feed in the Rams offense with Cam Akers but that's interesting it's kind of a good point I think maybe Akers and Swift were both helped by the quarterback trade which is interesting because I think if you are the Lions you're not going to try to run the entire offense through Jared Goff and lean on him and play hero ball like you probably were for a lot of years with Matthew Stafford, uh, you want to try to build up that running game, and it, and it feels like the you know Dan Campbell's bite your kneecaps off thing. I think that that <laughs> I think that means he probably wants to run the ball a little bit better. So maybe that helps Swift is the focus on the ground game with that offense with Stafford being gone, and then for Cam Akers, just a better offense means uh, better for everybody in LA. Yeah. My my worry with the bite your kneecap offense is though he might just re-sign Adrian Peterson and give him 30 carries or <laughs> dig, dig up John Riggins or Pete Johnson or, you know, I mean, it's some of the most old school non-pass catcher running back he could find. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that. And you know what? I think your honorable mention of J.K. Dobbins, I might put him in this list up there above Cam Akers at nine just because with no Mark yeah. Ingram now, and I loved the usage for him in Baltimore toward the end of the season and uh, a full season of that. And I just think he's so talented and how much Baltimore runs the ball and he can catch the ball and and he can be a three down back. Absolutely. I might bump up JK Dobbins a little bit. Yeah. I love him too. And Gus Edwards is a free agent. I I can't imagine him going anywhere, but if he does, wow. And even just getting Ingram out of the equation for a whole year, uh, I think Dobbins has a lot of upside as a receiver. And I don't know if we had this conversation, but coming out of the draft, Dobbins was my favorite of these rookies, and he really hasn't done anything to change it either. It was hard leaving him off. Where is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Lower. Didn't didn't consider him for the top 10. I, I mean, 
I don't dislike him. Well, maybe I do dislike him. I, I mean, because people seem to be higher on him than I am. He doesn't get short yardage opportunities. He, I think Damian Williams could get in his way next year if he returns. If not, somebody else might. I, I think he's okay, but I didn't love him coming out of school. I mean, not to the point where a lot of people did. I mean, the second he got drafted by the Chiefs, the dynasty community went insane and he was like the first pick overall in rookie drafts. And I didn't see him in that light and I still don't. Right. No. And that's why for me, I ended up with a lot of the other rookie running backs on my fantasy teams. Cause everyone was all about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I thought that there wasn't really much of a difference. Uh, and maybe that yeah. some of the other guys were more talented like Cam Akers and JK Dobbins than Clyde Edwards Hilaire was in my fantasy drafts. So that's why I targeted those guys. Cause they were just easier to get. So uh, that yeah, is very yeah. interesting, yeah. And, and I like these rankings. I'm into it. I think the only thing I would quibble with is I might put Derrick Henry at four, and I think I would add J.K. Dobbins to the list, and that would probably have to bump off DeAndre Swift. Not that I'm anti-DeAndre yeah, Swift, because yeah. I do like him, and I like what I saw from him. But it was a weird rookie year and a, a rookie class of running backs where uh, none of them really just jumped in and was the guy all season long. It took a while for this group. Yeah, yeah I agree with everything you said. I'm interested where Aaron Jones lands because I'm mm-hmm. shocked that he's not in my top 10. Like, I love the player. And last note, you know his name we didn't bring up? Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, you know, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't you know even I realize mean? that we totally skipped yeah. him. I'm sure there's some people out there going, what the hell? Where's Zeke? Uh, that's a good point. Oh, my it gosh. It was tough to leave him off still. Yeah, Zeke. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. I mean, what if they draft Penny Sewell and Dak comes back and – he might be one, you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't forget him. I just have some questions and didn't love how he ran. And, mm-hmm. and maybe he looked, he's a buy low. I mean, he looked a little bit heavier, but he ran like he was a lot heavier last year. I, I did not like yeah. what I saw from Zeke Elliott. So I, I'm definitely not going to argue with you that he needs to be somewhere high on this list, but you could also um, talk to me next year when the season's over and say, Hey, what were you guys thinking? Zeke Elliott had the most fancy points of any running back in the NFL. Like he does almost every year of his career. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, good stuff. Okay. We're out of time here. Fantastic. We will continue <laughs> on with Matt Williamson's dynasty football rankings. Uh, as we head into 2021, we've got wide receivers and tight ends upcoming at some point. And uh, I'm also want to pick your brain, Matt, when it comes to dynasty drafts, how you rank position groups. And if, hmm. you know, quarterbacks, is it when you get a quarterback for so long, you could draft a quarterback and he could be on your team for 20 years versus a running back. We're talking about trying to get rid of him by the age of 27. Does that factor in when you're drafting uh, in dynasty leagues and so many good wide receivers that could be on your team for so long? So uh, hold on to that thought. I'm going to ask you that question later on in the week when we talk wide receivers, talk dynasty tight ends. Of course, we're going to break down Super Bowl 55 and who knows, we might have some more information on blockbuster trades coming this week uh, is going to be a really fun off season and it's off to a booming start already with the Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, Rams, Detroit Lions trade more on all of the trade fronts coming up this week on Peacock and Williamson.